0: it out, stretch it out. Oh, yeah, let it out. Bounce with me. Bounce, g- 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 Bounce with me. Bounce, yeah. Can I hit it in the morning without giving you half of my dough? And even worse, if I was broke, would you want me? If I couldn't get you find the things like all of them down the ring, bitches kill cold, would you still go If you couldn't see the sun rising off the sugar tide lane, would you ride in? If I wasn't driving. Futuristic, would you put your two lips on my wooden kissing, could you see yourself with a nigga working harder than nine to five? You can six two jobs to survive, or do you need a ball up so you can shop and titter more love? take your friends, but I bought you if you could not see yourself with a nigga when his bill is low. baby girl, if this is so, can I get a fuck you to the bitches for one of my niggas who? Clap clap, can I get it work? For tomorrow's amnesia. Yeah. Ha.
2: He's on Broadway as well, folks. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. I am Ryan Bailey. This is your Monday episode. We're doing it all week again, I think. Well, actually, no, that's not true because it's Thanksgiving this week. Now, I don't know if uh, you celebrate Thanksgiving, if you just appreciate possibly the day off work. So many uh, different iterations of uh, what we look forward to in this holiday. Now, I'm going to be getting into a car on Tuesday and driving to Arizona to see Bill and Becky Bailey. And my sister and my niece and my nephew and my cousin, Abby, is coming down, and I get to hang out with her. And I think she listens to the podcast, actually, it's a, I, I, which is very exciting. So I'm going to try to pull her into the show at uh, some point. and And, and you know, it's that thing, I don't know if you guys are like this, where you're like, this could be amazing, or it could be horrible. Not hanging out with my cousin, but just, you know, any kind of family event as you get older, uh, and especially over these last couple of years. I mean, the joke's always been, what do you talk about at the Thanksgiving dinner table? But in these last couple of years, it's been so much more intense and pressure-filled, and uh, so you never know. You never know which way it's going to go, right? But don't worry. I'm here with you this week. If you need strength, think, think, think about me, think about think about the show. We're here for you, the show's here for you. That of course I had to open with a with an oldie but a goodie. That's girl talk. Uh let it out and it's one of my favorite mashups of all time and I wanted to hit you with something that I love so much. That just makes me so happy and I wanted I wanted us all try to start the week happy because if we start happy, you know, we could go even happier. Or we could go even lower, but at least we have this moment of happiness together. How was your weekend? Did we do cool things? Tell me. I want to know. Please feed me your good things. I, um, I did a couple things. I'm still moving. Um, I, I finished most of it today. Um, right before I talked to Sophie and, uh, your boy's out of shape. I'm not going to lie, but the new place is amazing. It's so nice. I'm getting adjusted still. My mom is going to come down in, uh, like a week after Thanksgiving, I think. And, uh, she's gonna, she's gonna help decorate. She's going to help, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna do a, an Ikea run. At what point, at what point should I not be shopping at Ikea anymore? Please don't answer that. You're going to say it was like 15 years ago ikea has always been there for me and also as you get older and even if you get wealthier i've gone into some pretty expensive furniture stores in my day and i'm like what come on ikea is really i've literally i've destroyed all lady boners at this point i'm like ikea is great and i love to put it together um no it's uh it's always fascinating when you're moving because you you take stock of your life and all of that stuff like i i'm not a hoarder per se like, I'm, I, I truly am not. But at the same time, I remember, and I don't know if any of you guys are like this, when uh, you're a kid or in your teens, and especially with fandom, especially with pop culture, I used to save all of my entertainment weeklies, my Rolling Stone magazine, my Mad magazines. I would save them because they made me feel good. And I would never really go out there and, like, touch them or lay with them or anything like that. They were just in my toy box. In in high school, and I always knew I had them. And as you get older, the you know, one of the other shitty things about getting older is that you start to realize those romantic ideas of I need these for the rest of my life, you realize, wait, I don't need these. And there's kind of a sadness in that, you know, do you guys know what I'm saying? Where you're like, why do I need a 1000 books? And I'm like, well, they make me happy. And Maritza Lopez keeps telling me I need to throw away all my books and all that stuff. And But I don't know. They always make me so happy, just the smell of books. And yeah, I, I always talk about I'm the idiot that bought tons of DVDs and now I just can't bear to part with it. I'm, mean, come on. I need a, do- I do need the Dodgeball DVD. It's one of Ben Stiller's finest works. Um, but it, it's one of those things as you get older, you start to realize, oh shit, I didn't need any of this stuff. Oh my God, it's actually relationships that make us happy, right? But I'm still, believe me, I'm still possession filled. I still love, I love a good graphic tee, you know, but it is, it's one of those things, you know, cause you're like, well, how much longer do we, do we all have to live? Right? Like, you know, when I'm 80, if I'm lucky enough to live that long or unlucky enough to live that long, am I going to be telling my, you know, my, my friend's grandkids, because I probably won't have them that, uh, you know, like, well, that's, that's Ryan's entertainment weekly collection (laughs) oh yes that's when taylor released an album against jake gyllenhaal (laughs) can anybody drive me home um (laughs) it is funny though like there is this thing and i know i'm going totally off track but that's what really this podcast is about it should be just called going off track is that i have thought so much recently about getting older because i actually am getting older And not about legacy per se, because I think kind of that might be shot in some ways, but I, I've just thought so much more about what all of this means. I've thought about heaven so much lately. I always think about heaven because I, but I was in a conversation with somebody about it this week and you know how I always say, well, my mom always said it's not even worth uh, imagining heaven because it's something that we possibly could never comprehend. And, um, that always gives me a lot of comfort But, like, my big thing is, like, wow, so you're saying I I can't watch my DVDs up there? Like, are you saying, like, HBO Max does not—can you tell me HBO Max does not exist? Like, so I can't watch Succession, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, Real Housewives of Potomac, Sister Wives, 90 Day Fiance, The Other Way, Insecure, Yellowstone. You're telling me that the entire Sunday night lineup is not up in heaven? Like I figure, it, it at least heaven has like a Sunday night lineup of some sort, or I guess if heaven exists, the Sunday night lineup is even better than the Sunday night lineup we have down here. But these are the actual thoughts I have as I get older, which kind of shows you that I'm still kind of a child. Um, you guys, let's just move on. <laughs> hey, if you're hey if you're uh, listening to the show for the first time. I guess hello and goodbye, because it's probably—there's not there's not going to be another time. Uh, did you guys watch Potomac tonight? Whew, man. Nicki Minaj comes out at the very end, which is no surprise to us. And I know Nicki Minaj is very problematic in many ways. I know that. I'm not ignorant to it, folks. I'm just going by what I saw, and it was really exciting. She literally came for Ashley immediately. And then in the preview for next week, she literally asked Ashley, What do you find attractive with Michael Darby? And she's like, I find him sexy. And Nikki's like, you do? And she asked Candace to sing Drive Back acapella. Like, I'm sorry, but like sometimes you just need that, that biased person coming in. Because Andy Cohen, like, he's just kind of, you know, like we're used to Andy. I love Andy so much, but we're used to him. But this, we get the full, we get something new. And that's why I love Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip so much on Peacock. Not only is it just a mashup, but it, makes all the old tropes new again because there's a new combination of ladies. And I love when Bravo is trying new things out, right? Like, I really, really dig that. I think that is the way to go. Um, Now, I don't talk about 90 Day Fiance a lot, and somebody had the idea I should do it over on the Patreon uh, because I watch that and Love After Lockup, and I never really talk about those shows a lot. But a lot of people, I was watching 90 Day Fiance the other way, and I'm just like... I just... Like, Jenny... Jenny moved from Palm Springs to be with this dude. And like, she's literally living at a place where nobody likes her. Nobody likes her. I'm like, how hard up are you? Jenny, Jenny, that this guy, I mean, I just, it infuriates me. If you watch 90 Day Fiancé, you know what I'm talking about. Also, Corey and Evelyn, don't need to see him ever again in the rest in the rest of my life. I could do without seeing Corey and Evelyn. There is no use for them on the show. They're boring. Nobody's going to come to your wedding, Corey, because you guys are both nuts. You're, you're nuts. And then the other, the, the Mormon kid, who I know, he doesn't even soak. He has full sex, you guys the Mormon kid and this beautiful girl turns out the Mormon kid. You think he's the geekiest person ever turns out the guy's been with like a hundred girls or something like that. You know, he's like the Tommy Lee of 90 day fiance Mormon people, you know? Um, but it's, it's a, it's a fascinating show at the same time. I probably shouldn't be watching it, but it's just now it's, it's a part of habit. Like I'll put on 90 day fiance just to unwind in the background, you know? I'm actually need to finish this podcast so I can watch Succession because that's like the show. That's another show that I just—it's just so rich. It's just so ah, it just makes me feel so good when I watch it for some reason. Uh, also, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City—we talk a—we a, talk about a little bit in today's podcast with Sophie, which is actually a really fun, great conversation. I think it is loose. It's all—I had a great conversation with her today. But um, Salt Lake is—you know—it's like Jen Shaw, you guys. It. This is what bold face lying is. This is just complete... It's a complete... She's very comfortable with lying. I would like to say she's very good at it. I think she's very good at it in real life. I think when you put it on TV screens, it kind of is not as powerful because we can see through it really easily. But I'm sorry. This lady is lying. I'm sure she's nice and fun to hang out with, but she is lying, and I think that's her whole MO, and I think she's very comfortable with it. And I also want to point out, like I always do, is that you know, most people are walking around this earth not being, not being, not expecting to be lied to, you know, not expecting to be lied to. And uh, so I think that's what she kind of uses uh, to, to gain people's trust and to kind of fool people is that people aren't looking to be lied to. If you say something to somebody, they usually take you at face value. Um, And finally, uh, I've, I've meant to talk about this last week and it's just been so crazy. Um, I, this is like, this isn't silly, uh, but I did 200 episodes of, uh, no, uh, no, sorry. Two years of this show. My two year anniversary was a couple of weeks ago and, uh, Sandra who, uh, books this show for me and I, she's just doing such an amazing job and I've gotten to speak to so many cool people because of her and, uh, you guys know me, I am so disorganized and it's something that I'm daily trying to work on um, and and hopefully I will get much better as this goes on. Um, but I know she reached out to a lot of people, to a lot of listeners, to a lot of people I really respect, to a lot of my Patreon members, to a lot of this. And everybody sent me all of these cards. And it really is so uh, so touching. And it was so amazing. And I'm so sorry to have put anybody out to have to do that. But it really did. It touched my heart. This has been... These past two years, as horrible as this world has been, has been one of, if not the greatest joy of my life. And I don't say that lightly. Thank you for anybody that chooses to go on this journey with me. I know it is one of self-discovery. I know you literally hear my thoughts day in, day out. And I know that can get frustrating as well as you probably celebrate some victories with me. But to everyone that actually took the time to send me a card... I still have not been able to go through all of them because what happens is I'll get three or four in and then I'll start crying and then I'll laugh at myself and then I'll just like awkwardly go sweat somewhere. <laughs> but it is one of the coolest things that, that that I mean, it's just already cool that you listen. It's already cool that you let me, uh, that I get to do this because of you guys, because people are listening. But to do that on top of it, I just feel like I am I am not rich of money, but I am so rich because of you guys I am so rich that people care about this I'm so rich that we all love the same crazy shit right that we're all in this together even if if if, if the day sucks all of that like I know I get to talk to you guys I know that and, and I don't like I said that's not that's not even that's very serious I know no matter how much I screw up in my actual life I have you guys to come to every day and in a way, this has become the closest relationship I have in my life is to you guys. I know who I'm talking to when I talk to you guys. I know I'm talking to you, the one with two daughters in the car right now. I know I'm talking uh, to you, mom, who's listening just to find out a little bit more about my life. I know I'm, uh, I'm talking to you, sir, who, uh, who, who, who started a podcast because you listen to this podcast and you thought, you know what? I can do it. And you did. You can do it. I know all of you guys. I know you guys. And I want to make you so proud. And I know for the casual listener, this is not... This probably sounds like me just blowing smoke up my own ass. But I just want you to know I take this very seriously. I love all of you guys. And uh, bonus points. I'm not shit, shit can drunk like I was last Monday after the Tom Sandoval show. <laughs> so, um the people that did write me cards, I will be reaching out to you. But I wanted you to know that I did receive them that I am. I don't just say I'm awkward. I am awkward in real life. And it's very hard sometimes for me to receive love. I've dealt with that in therapy before, I will try to distract to something else to some other topic, or I'll make a really awkward joke, because it makes me uncomfortable. Sometimes. And for somebody that's not used to um, being loved the way that I have been loved with this, uh, I, it, it's something that I'm dealing with. But it's, some, it's such a joy to have this to deal with because this is so far from a problem. This is the coolest problem that I could ever have. Um, I hope it's okay that I said that. Thank you. Uh, We're going to get back to the show. And I swear to God, guys, we have a lot of laughs. We talk about Emrata, We talk about Chrissy Teigen. We talk Salt Lake. We talk Taylor. We talk Adele. Uh, We kind of go all over the map. By the way, we talk about Sophie's boyfriend, who their Instagram official. I don't know if you guys saw her Instagram account. Instagram of fish, you guys. So it's huge. So we talk a lot about that. And uh, it goes all over the place as we always do—Kardashians, Astro World, all of that stuff. But it's just a really comfortable conversation. So let's do this, guys. This is the week at hand. Remember, uh, I don't know if I'll—I don't think I'll be releasing a Thursday episode. Uh, I do have episodes this week. I—I I don't know if that's a mistake to release. I know numbers usually go down for everybody this week, but fuck, I don't care. It's for you guys, anyways. Um, and, and I want you to be here. If you have any kind of weird conversations, just go in the other room, turn this on, have some wine, have a water, and we'll, we'll spend the holiday together. Also, uh, this is probably the best time to get me on Instagram because I'll probably have my head in my phone at certain points during this week with my parents. Uh, and that's it. That's it. I'll talk to you on Tuesday. Here she is the one. The only Sophie Ross, remember in the middle, there'll be some commercials would love if you listened and, uh, and that's it. I'll talk to you Tuesday. So this is the week of Thanksgiving and we are thankful for you. Um, I have a special gift for you today as we always give you a gift on Mondays because the one and only, we're going to have to see if Ross is still her last name after a (laughs) picture I saw on Instagram today. And if you're, if you're playing along with the show, you'll know last week, Sophie um, has, I don't think she's, I mean, what I don't think she's no, she's no longer a feminist. I think she has a boyfriend now. I think she's ready to settle down. Anyways, Sophie Ross, writer, comedian, uh, internet guru, welcome to the show. Sophie, how (laughs) was your weekend? I saw a photo that I was very excited about.
1: Oh, my God, Ryan. Does he really go to Yale? What? Did he really go to Yale, your boyfriend? No. (laughs) No, he didn't. But one of his friends, girlfriends, is in grad school there. So it was like kind of like a spontaneous um Thing, but yeah, it was really fun. It was my first time, I think, ever in Connecticut, by the way. So, you guys are already doing
2: Connecticut vacays for the no. weekend. You're living no, because- in a Nancy Myers movie. Like,
1: this is no, because we actually didn't even stay the night. It was like a day, like, it was a day trip. <laughs> we drove home at the end of the night. It was like a really long day. So, if you guys so- didn't
2: listen to last week's uh, episode, she Sophie admitted she had been seeing somebody and she was thinking about making it Instagram official. She made it podcast official last week. So uh, it, it, it shocked me that she waited six days to make it Instagram <laughs> official after she had said it on the podcast. So I saw that photo and I was like, Whoa, it like, it was like when Kim Kardashian released that photo uh, for that magazine cover where her ass was like, it, it held like a champagne bottle on her ass and it broke the internet that I was like similar vibes to that. Did you and feel it that? was
1: like it was like when when Kim Kardashian leaked that she was dating Pete Davidson, oh, and then they were photographed real. holding what hands. Talking,
2: that's real. I can't. I mean, <laughs> well, I do think it in- is interesting that the Astro World thing happened, and not only did Kim hook up with Pete, now all of a sudden you have a boyfriend. Is there anything that you want to tell us about your involvement with Astro World?
1: Yeah, well, you couldn't tell from the photo, but he also has, he's, like, covered in tattoos. Uh, And that's,
2: (laughs) man, I, you know, they should sell that for Christmas for, like, geeky guys that don't want to get fully tatted but want girls to, like, think they're fully tatted because, and also, at this point, Chloe, nobody's left for Chloe. Chloe's going to have to date Marilyn Manson for something to, like, happen, you know?
1: Oh, my God, sick. That's sickening. Well, no,
2: like, I mean, who could Chloe get with, like, so... I just thought, like, if if Kim's pretend with Pete right now, Pete's best friends with Machine Gun Kelly, so that then gets Megan Fox into it, then that gets Courtney and Travis into it. But then I think Kim would be like, no, Courtney and Travis, you're not invited to hang out with me, Pete, Machine, and, uh, and uh, Megan, you know?
1: I don't know. I mean, I think that if I had to choose between Tristan Thompson and Marilyn Manson, it would be, even though they're both terrible, Tristan is slightly better than, like, a torture, like, rapist abuser. Oh,
2: totally. But if we're trying to go with, like, dudes with tattoos, Chloe would always get, like, last dibs, and that would be, like, the worst of that ilk, you know?
1: What about, like, Post Malone?
2: Oh, my God. If Chloe could pull a Post Malone, that That would be great, actually. I didn't even think about posting. Wow.
1: Yeah. I like that idea a lot. Actually let's make it happen.
2: Yeah. That's great. I I am going to make a meme of that. Um, okay. So big news you're dating. Is it, is it still hot and heavy? Are you already like where, as we get into the holidays, does he have to get you, um, Hanukkah gifts? Like how Uh, is it going to work?
1: I mean, he doesn't have to get me anything. He's, but he's a sweetheart. So I'm sure he
2: will. Uh, did your football team do good today?
1: Yeah, the Bengals won.
2: Did, did, uh, well, by the way, also your guy, Joe Dirt, what's his name? Joe. (laughs) Joe Dirt, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Did he do good?
1: Um, yeah, he did. I mean, he still has to work on his turnovers, but you know what? He's still a young guy. He has a lot of work to do, but he's going to get there.
2: I thought it was disrespectful for you to post a relationship photo on the day that he plays in case he does see it.
1: I know. I...
2: (laughs) i thought it was rude i mean i don't know
1: he did text me right before he was going on the field and i was like baby just channel this <laughs>
2: <laughs> what me and you have is way deeper than anything i, was trying I could ever... to
1: motivate him <laughs> and it worked <laughs> welcome um, angles fans
2: i've been meaning to ask like so it is no like when are you leaving to see your family
1: I'm actually leaving tomorrow and I like haven't packed yet and my flight's like in the morning. So how oh, to do yeah. that.
2: Um, are you looking forward to it or do you get like nerve nerve wracked around like holiday
1: stuff? <laughs> We're actually like not like doing like an extended family thing, which is like sometimes that can be like nerve wracking and anxiety totally. inducing. Um, It's going to be like a pretty small Thanksgiving, which I'm excited for. I'm really excited to see my puppies. They're going to be so cute. Oh, yeah.
2: Didn't your, your mom has uh, puppies, right?
1: Yeah. The two little babies, Ruby and Rosie, are two little <laughs> mini poodles.
2: Um, But New York right now, is there a vibe of like holiday time? Is it getting back to normal in New York somewhat from like last year and the year before? Like, is there a good feeling in oh, New York yeah. right now?
1: I mean, I love – I know this is, like, an unpopular opinion. I feel like we talked about this, how I, like, am not a huge summer fan. I yeah. love, like, the fall and winter. Like, I love seeing all, of like, the Christmas lights are starting to go up and stuff like that. And, yeah, everyone's, like, out and about. It does feel very normal here.
2: Um. So we have a lot of stuff to talk about today. I don't know where to start, but I guess we can – kind of start where we talked about last week at the beginning, we were talking about Taylor Swift all too well, the red scarf, but then all of a sudden now we got Adele that came through with her album 30 that got released on Friday. And there was like, you know, like an earth shattering, like it's, 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 it's weird. Like, are are we still talking about Taylor at all? Are we now full Adele?
1: Um, I'm talking about both. I still haven't finished the Adele album. I started it and it's like amazing. Obviously it would be great Um, if
2: Adele's album was about Jake Gyllenhaal too.
1: <laughs> um, no, but like that's sort her of thing is like ballads. So it's like, you know, a little bit slower. I feel like Taylor Swift has more like catchy songs where yeah. Adele has more ballads. They're different, but they're both amazing. No,
2: they're both amazing, but it just in terms of like publicity, we now have a full-on Adele blitz. Of oh, everybody yeah, talking sure. about her Whereas last week it was 24-7 Even in my own head I was just talking about Taylor Swift all the time And it's just funny the pop culture News cycle now turns over so Quickly like Taylor did what she needed To do like it's cemented in the History books On Most the next. Yeah most. but it is funny and now we're in the holiday Season where all of these ladies Now are competing for top spots which Is awesome that it's like kind of More focused around females Uh than male artists. And I was just watching that New York times um, report about the Janet Jackson Super Bowl thing. Mm -hmm. Remember when she ripped her thing off and uh like showed her boob, They, they even had a pasty on the nipple and it cracks me up. This was such a big deal. You guys, Justin Timberlake ripped the thing off. He didn't take any of the blame, but now cut like fast forward to real housewives, ultimate girls trip. We're seeing Ramona's nipple, like every episode. And it just shows you like how, how different society is now. Like, you guys, you got to watch this thing on Hulu. It's like an out, like, they treated it so seriously. The FCC levied fines against CBS. Janet Jackson's career was in free fall. Justin Timberlake apologized and distanced himself from uh, Janet Jackson. His career took off at that point even further. But it is interesting now to think about that and go, all of that she'd even had her nipple covered up what was the big deal because we're so used to like i literally ultimate girls trip ramona shows her whole asshole in the first episode
1: yeah i haven't watched it because i don't have peacock
2: okay i gotta give you my password then because oh my it god is,
1: please do it is please it do. is i just don't need another stri- i'm like i'm sorry but, i have but sophie so it's
2: so, so good it's, it's really good like okay,
1: you- i just have so many freaking streaming services and i only use like two of them I use like Hulu and Netflix and like HBO and then I have like every other streaming so I have Apple TV and I never use Apple TV and Disney plus
2: Apple TV really fall. I think they like they have so much money for content and they have Ted Lasso but they don't yeah. really you don't really know it's out there like Hulu and Netflix and HBO Max they're like letting you know they're there Apple like just I don't know like I don't I don't think they I think they're like it's like a little hobby for them so they don't really care uh, yeah. enough to let us know I heard the
1: morning show, like, I heard mixed things about that. I think that was supposed to be their, like, PS de resistance.
2: Well, the thing I hear about morning show is always on Twitter the day after or, like, the day of. They'll be like, oh, man, morning show got crazier this week. Oh, my God. Like, they always, so I don't know what's going on on morning show, but it must be, like, going for insanity because every week Twitter, like, blows up about it.
1: Yeah. So I'm like, there's not really anything incentivizing me. I've heard Ted Lasso is amazing. Obviously I need to watch that, but like, yeah, I just don't need another freaking app.
2: It is weird. Like at this point we could like, stop trying to have lives at all. And we would still have enough things to watch for the rest of our life. Like they're making it so you should never want to have your own life. Like this is the fucking matrix right here. Like we're in the matrix. Like they will never, if, if, they had their way, we would never leave our TV shows. And I'm beginning to agree with them. I never want to leave my TV, you know?
1: Yeah. It's kind of like, I mean, again, that's why I love the the winter because it's socially acceptable if you don't want to leave uh, your house when it's yes, cold out. That yes, like I love that versus yeah. in the summer when it's like 85 degrees and sunny you're like, oh man, that's something about LA. I would feel pressured all the time to be like out and about in LA because the weather is always beautiful.
2: I just moved last week and I'm still moving. Like even today, I was like getting a bunch of more boxes out. And, and, but like last night I wanted to stay in so badly. It was like the perfect cold night to stay in and watch TV. And I had to go to a birthday party and it just sucks. So, I mean, no offense to if the birthday guy's listening, hey, Jax, um, but um, it's, Jax? it's, no, it's just, he's a manager. It's not a, not an actual Jax, which by the way, we have a story <laughs> about Jax actually too, but, but it's like, it's like that cold weather. You could just like, oh my God, it would be so nice to just relax on the couch and just watch uh, bad TV, you know?
1: Wait, where did you move to?
2: Just like five blocks away on Martell. Oh, like, well, which is like, right. I don't think, you know, but I'm still on Melrose and it's like, right. Uh, it's, it's just right in the middle of Melrose. Okay.
1: Okay. Don't talk to yourself.
2: Hey, uh, <sighs> seven, two, one. Hey, my social security number is five, one, two, nine. <laughs> no, no, um, uh, no. So anyways, we left off last week too, of real housewives of Salt Lake city. We finally had the episode. The previous episode, Jen got arrested. And then this episode where it was eight hours in a bus where you see these ladies putting things together and they go to the house. We have Meredith and Mary in the bathtub. What were your thoughts on all of this?
1: That was wild. Like, oh my God. That was like an amazing, amazing episode of television. And and
2: it it gets more, like the thing is, people are like, oh, so, so. But if you watch that back, you guys, like I've watched it like three times, it gets better each time because you realize how lucky Bravo was that they decided to rent a van. Like, imagine if they had flown those guys there, you know?
1: Yeah, they were, like, trapping them all in a van when it happened. Like, it was perfect. It was perfection. And also, the fact that Stu Chains just changed his plea from not guilty to guilty means that he's definitely testifying against Jen.
2: Yeah, you guys, so that's what's been predicted all along. And finally, on Friday, I believe he, you know, what they call, like, he flipped on Jen. But he actually admitted that... He has knowledge that they were committing crimes, that they had set up the shell companies, that they had went after uh, people 60 and older. So pretty much like, and by the way, God bless Whitney Rose for explaining how business works to me because she actually broke it down better than a lot of other people have. um, And I really appreciated that, but it's so funny. I love that Lisa Barlow was then like, Whitney, you don't know everything, Nancy Drew. Like I love that nobody wants to ever... Encourage anybody to explain anything, you know?
1: I know. Oh my god. Yeah, Whitney did do a good job explaining it. I'm like, huh. She goes,
2: these are leadless and they compete for the people to the leadless. Um (laughs) and but so so you guys, I Stu is supposedly going to testify against Jen. That's what this is for a lightened um sentence. But even in that, I was reading that he still will be serving time in prison. Like, even with the reduced sentence, he's not going to be able to just like.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, basically Jen Shaw is 100% going to prison, probably for a while, well, which is everything about it. Like that, that was so sad. Also seeing her sons, like they were on camera.
2: That was just, like, the not. that was like the, that, that was the part you couldn't laugh at at all. Is seeing right. two boys or two men like get like let out at gunpoint with their hands held high. Like it was just, and we know them a little bit from the show and they always seem like nice kids.
1: Yeah, it's super sad. But like, how did they even get that? How did Bravo get that footage? Like did Jen give them that footage I think
2: it had to it was like a door It was the door yeah. um, doorbell To system thing yeah
1: what is that called Again
2: ring a ring
1: yeah 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 um yeah So that was interesting that They decided to air that and even Had that footage so um, I
2: Already got to see tonight's episode um, Early <gasps> I gotta say and like Um I gotta tell you You're gonna see Well we can talk about it so Jen Shaw has this scene With her lawyer where she says this is all a misunderstanding. Um, Sharif was in the hospital. I so I I and I thought it was Sharif on the phone, but it turns out somebody else had called me and told me I need to leave. So I left, and then I got pulled over on the road. And when they did that, I thought they were pulling me over because something even more was wrong with my husband. This is all a huge misunderstanding. Like so, sh- you guys, I'm oh sorry. Gosh, I'm going to go so on record bad. and just say Jen Shaw is one of the biggest and like bold faced liars I've ever
1: A sociopath you
2: you guys got to watch this scene it is the biggest like she is so comfortable with lying that she doesn't even blink and guess what the only time she's not an angry person is when she's lying that's when she's like oh it's a big misunderstanding I can't like she's not angry she's just like it's so funny how this is such a huge misunderstanding like they really are going they're doubling down on the Sharif internal bleeding thing
1: it was very telling how quickly she was able to lie about her husband's health. Like, that was very telling. She is very comfortable lying. She's clearly, I mean, that's like a sign of being a sociopath. And look, when you hear about the people that she's scamming, the new documentary about her is going to cover the the kind of people that she was scamming. Most of them were elderly people it so, pisses me off
2: what sophie's referring to you guys is they have the housewife and the hustler the second part of this is the housewife and the shaw shocker which i think okay, is a horrible title like
1: a very weird title it
2: sounds like almost sexual in a way it's like it's like yeah housewife and two in the pink one in the stink like it's <laughs> like <laughs> sorry i'm sorry if any of sophie's family's listening um so anyways it, it looks good, but, but I know everybody like Dana Wilkie's in this again, as a talking head and Dana, I'm on Dana's podcast. I think it came out today actually. And I think she's coming. She's we're going to release the audio on mine this week too, because she actually had a lot of really good information, but I'm curious to see the victims like I was the victims in housewife and the hustler. So it'll be interesting to see what testimonials they get, because I thought that was the part that really made you really hate Tom Girardi and therefore Erica Jane, you know?
1: Right. Because it puts a face to these things. And it's similar to like the, the World thing. When you hear of just, Oh, victims, your brain doesn't necessarily register that these are real. Like, obviously, you should register that, but you'll hear like 11 victims killed or whatever it is. Yeah. But when you see that these are real people with real stories, it adds like so much more context and just humanizes these people. Um, and that's also, I mean, not to change the subject cause I still want to talk about John Shaw, but I mean, all the press conferences that have been going on about the Astroworld victims and how he's getting sued for $2 billion.
2: It keeps raising every day, the right. amount of money that he's getting sued for and, I know we are hopping around folks, but it's fine. Cause it's all one big pop culture sandwich. But um, the, the, the Astro world thing is interesting too, because now we're coming on the other side of it. where now we're getting back to people sticking up for Travis Scott of Chuck D from public enemy. This like, Hey guys, this isn't just one black man. That's responsible for this. There were, um, you know, golden voice. There were like live nation. There were all of these companies involved. They knew who he was. They know what kind of performances he gives. So, I mean, it is interesting that now it, the target really is Travis Scott. And in a lot of ways, I do find that fitting because I've seen the pattern of behavior and performance he does. Oh, yeah,
1: for but, sure. But
2: also for these sure. other companies have blood on their hands, too, because oh. they knew that the security was not going to be good enough. Like, you, you know, you okay. get to a certain point, you just cross your fingers and hope for the best, it feels like, with them.
1: I don't know if I explained this last time, but I've been, you know, how I fall into rabbit holes and get obsessed with things. Yeah. So I've been reading everything there is to know about Astroworld. Everything.
2: And what are you, what's new?
1: So what's interesting. So yes, I watch all of the videos of Travis Scott literally being told that there was a mass casualty event while on stage and he just ignores it. And he watches the body being taken out and he goes, yeah, yeah, in auto-tune, like just watching a body. It was like creepy. So he definitely is culpable in his own way. But the way this was set up, like if you've been to a music festival before or just like a big concert, like Dave Matthews Band, whatever it is, you know that you kind of need like an open field. And that's because there are multiple like exit points. Like if you Mm -hmm. have to escape the crowd, there are multiple ways you can get in and out of the crowd. It's just an open field. The way that this was set up was that there were banisters wrapping around so that there was only one way in and one way out, and that was through the side. So as the concert, it started starting, all the people that had gotten there early were just getting pressed against these banisters, and they couldn't escape because all of the, the crush of people coming in, there was no way out. So the way that it was set up by Live Nation is also really, really questionable, too. Yeah. Yeah. So basically a lot of people are at fault here. I know that Apple is involved in the lawsuit because um, they were live streaming the event. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there's like talk that maybe like they were pressuring them to keep the concert going because Apple is going to lose money if they liked it. I don't know. I don't know exactly like what's going to happen with Apple's liability, but Travis Scott and Live Nation for sure. I know that Drake has been looped in um, because he performed like, you know, after people had already died so it's like a whole a whole thing but yeah the the press conferences with family members oh my god it's like it's just it's heartbreaking obviously and again just like you know the erica jane thing when you see i mean that's obviously very different different situations but when you see the victims tell their stories you're like oh my god we need justice like people need to be held accountable
2: uh do you i mean do you think uh coming off that i mean brought up erica jane which is fascinating i know she's uh preparing for her comeback of like uh you know she posted that thing of like it's time it's time for erica jane to return to the stage like erica jane world would by the way they're in they're filming in new uh i think new mexico or mexico this week and she's posting all of these like fucking toned out like i don't know man like i don't care about i mean i know maybe i'm like a minority but i just don't care to see fucking erica jane's cooch every like tell like i don't care like like just chill out man like take pictures of you and your friends like you trying to be sexy and i i don't know what you're i mean part of it's like you really i don't know like i'm we already established that erica jane was a money losing entity The character itself, we already established that the money put into it way exceeded the money that was ever gotten out of it. So in her head, I just wonder what her plan of action is. But it's it once again, it kind of fits even into this astral world thing is that there's a bigger plan. There's this whole bigger plan and all of this money involved. And I, I mean, I really want to know your thoughts, because this ties into the Pete and Kim thing is you really think you personally, I think, think this is a fake relationship to take heat away from the Astro world tragedy, right? Is that I what you mean, look, speculate?
1: Look, it could, I mean, Kim has as a divorced woman, she has to get dick somewhere. So <laughs> you know they could they could be actually hooking up but the paparazzi photos were so staged; it it just felt rushed. It was,
2: and by the way, it was Backrid. Backrid is the company they always use to get yes. those photos. The Kardashians. And if you
1: watch, if you watch the video of la- that moment, yes, they hold yes. hands for one second and then drop their hands. It was like just for the photo op. So, like, I think that you know, if Kim and Pete, if Kim wanted to keep the secret, they could. They could keep it a secret, but they're they're wanting it out there because it does distract from the astral world situation. It does. Yeah. Um, and yeah, again, it's like, how can you? I've been so like just affected by the astro world stuff just from reading. Dude, about that
2: it li- well, guys. There was another death. It was a little boy. He a was a nine-year-old
1: like, boy. Nine, and
2: he was like the cutest little uh boy, like and it, Ezra it was just, like, yeah, like, and I'm just like, wow, like imagine. Like that kid was, you know, maybe having the time of his life or scared that he was at his first concert, you know, like who knows? And it's just like, man, like, and you know what I hate is that they're like, well, some asshole said, well, it was 80,000 people. I mean, 10's not that bad, you know, of like people dying. And I'm like, what the? F- this wasn't a war. This was a concert. Yeah, like, it's a concert. Not a war, you know,
1: you don't go to concerts to die. That's ridiculous. And also for all the people being like, well, why was a nine year old at Astroworld? Travis Scott advertised with Fortnite, with McDonald's, he advertised to little kids. And this father, you know, had his son on his shoulders and then ended up getting crushed in the crowd and passed out. And, you know, when he came to, his son had, you know, been kind of trampled. Can you by imagine
2: trap? that that boy's father? I mean, could you yeah, imagine it's like, the the, and
1: the, like the victim blaming on the Internet? It's like, well, who brings a nine year old to a Travis Scott concert? It's like, well, he should have been he should have been able to survive a Travis Scott concert. Why? Like, it just is ridiculous and just so sad. And yeah, I think it's disrespectful to the victims. I mean, it's like, how can you post that you're broken and devastated and in shock and all these words like two weeks ago and now you're like "Ah, ah, ah," like out and about with like your new boyfriend giggling like a teenager it's like wait but like do you actually not care that a member of your family led to the deaths of 10 innocent souls like what what is wrong with you like it's actually just like crazy to me and i know that the kardashians personally weren't involved but like this is a member of their family at this point it's one of their that's what they say their baby daddies are their family
2: yeah i mean it's like a I think it's just when it gets disturbing is when you start to think of like the collection of wealth between them and really how it is a little bit of, and I'm talking to you guys listening right now, it's like an us versus them kind of thing. And a little bit of like, you know, America is somewhere supposedly where you can make you know yourself rich and it's like this land of opportunity and dreams. But it seems very uh, distorted now more than ever where we have the billionaire class. You know, you have Elon Musk making so much money like in the last six months than anybody ever in the world ever. Um, You know, it's so uh, lopsided now and it's getting even crazier. But like they don't give a shit about us. Like, we are the ones that fund them. We're the ones that champion them. We're the ones that love them. And that really is what pop culture and standom and fandom and all that stuff is. And it's such a joy for us sometimes, you know. And I think some people like Taylor Swift and, and Adele, they seem to really care and and appreciate yeah like they want to go above and beyond and then there's other things where it just feels like it's a money grab and that's where the Kardashians really come into play and I have definitely a love-hate relationship with them because I love them with all my heart and I hate them with all my heart because I feel like they started they started celebrity in a very different way, where you could be famous for just being famous. And I know you're going to say, "Well, that's happened before," but not to the level because it hit right when social media did. Like they exploded because of that, and it's changed. I think the whole culture of the world, like the fact that we have uh, Kim as a billionaire, Kylie as a billionaire, you know, they're they're part of our daily lives, and it just always seems like we're not getting the full truth from them. It almost seems clouded in mystery. And Chris just wants to put a smile on her face and go,
1: no, we're just, we're just fun. We're just a fun family. Yeah, and People are sick of that, especially when these victims' families are posting GoFundMes to pay for the funerals. And you hear that Travis Scott's team hasn't reached out to any of the victims, even though he said he was going to pay for their funerals. Like, it's stuff like that. It's like, you have so much money and so much influence. And yes, Kim Kardashian, it should be noted, flew um, a team of Afghan women soccer players, um, to flee Afghanistan, which was great. Again, it's like, I'm any, any like good charitable act. I will not be snarky about again. It's no, like, I mean, listen, like, like, like what timing, she's done for like, prison. Yeah. In prison, Apple and, um, Julius Jones, she was really, really, really campaigning for Julius Jones to be exonerated. Who was, um, the death row inmate in Oklahoma, who people think is innocent. And it's been and, proven. And, that they,
2: they, that. and she was able to like, Uh, yeah he uh,
1: got his death sentence um voided or whatever he's doing yeah like like they they did not
2: yeah go through with it yeah
1: so she did a good job of campaigning for that she she has in the past two weeks done more good than i've ever seen her do Hmm. yeah i mean i know that's i'm just gonna let i'm just gonna let everyone sit with that for a second (laughs) again it's like I will applaud. I think what she did for the, that Afghani soccer team is amazing. And she should be doing more of that. And that is one of the first big charitable expenditures that I have ever, ever heard her do. Well, huh.
2: the question I have, though, with any of this stuff is that Bill Murray has this quote from back in the day of like people's people will say, oh, it must be so cool to be rich and famous. And he's like, I'd rather just be rich. Like fame, fame kind of sucks, you know, but then you think about Kim and it's different. Like, Kim wants to do both. Kim wants to be rich and famous. Well, that's I, how
1: she makes her money. It's like some, I feel like guys, so some of the straight guys I was talking to this weekend, you're kind, Ryan.
2: Yeah, my bro, bro you
1: bros. We them boys. Let's soak, boys. Let's soak, baby. <laughs> so. Uh,
2: <laughs> By the way, so I explained like, soaking to a whole birthday party last night. Oh, God, I think, Ryan. I think there's a chance I ruined the birthday party at a point. Like, I, they, they asked, and there was two form, former Mormons in the and they were like what and like, I had to explain jump humping and like there was that point where like people were laughing and then you realize you've lost a whole crowd and you're like, well no, I don't think it's cool I don't I would never do it you know
1: There is no quicker way to kill the vibes at a party <laughs> than to explain soaking in detail. <laughs> <laughs> the host was like lesson learned and more but anyway I was talking to these straight guys about, and they're all like you know because they're not obsessed with like pop culture and celebrity culture like we are so they're like but wait why would it be for PR like what's the point point?" and I was like because that is how Kim Kardashian makes money. That's <laughs> literally how she makes money. She keeps her name in the headlines no, and that's that how she money what?
2: for over a decade. You know what I didn't really think about that, but yeah, that's exactly how she got rich was being famous. So that's different exactly. than Bill Murray Attention who got
1: his currency to them. Yeah.
2: But at a certain point with Kim though, I just feel like when you're starting this life of like actual uh, uh, good deeds and like solid foundational work with like prison and, and all of this stuff that it's like, you would start to see like, yo, maybe I have enough money, maybe. And it's never going to be enough for any of them. It's never going to be
1: enough. It'll
2: never be enough face work for Chloe. It'll never be enough laziness for Courtney. It'll never be enough. Like they're, they're, they're taught to go to the extreme, like all of them by their mom, you know?
1: Oh, yeah, it'll never be enough, first of all, because they um, spend more money than they make. I mean, why was Kim Kardashian doing a loop giveaway on Instagram? That was weird.
2: Explain to uh, the audience what a loop giveaway is. I saw that on Instagram. It was so So weird. a loop
1: giveaway, the Kardashians do often, a lot of other influence, and they're just, like, really obnoxious ways to get followers for, like, brands or influencers or whoever you are to get followers. You buy into this loop giveaway where the giveaway is, like, all you have to do to win this... Um, pre-loaded credit card with $100,000 on it is to follow these 85 accounts. And so that's like how people buy into it. And the Kardashians, you know, if I had to guess, maybe they made like between, I honestly don't know. It could be anywhere from like a hundred K to a million dollars for one of these posts. I really don't know because it depends how much these people are paying to buy in. Yeah. But anyway, it's like, why is a quote unquote billionaire Like, I'm like, don't you have enough money? Like, it's a cheap, like weird way to make money when you're supposed to be a billionaire because it's not like no one likes sleep giveaways. No one ever really wins. Like, it's kind of a scam. It's like just a fake way of pumping up followers for people. So it's just weird. It's like, if you're a billionaire, why are you doing this? You're like stooping very low. And she already deleted the post after the giveaway. She deletes it. Does she really? Yeah, And it's it's
2: proven, I bet, I I think it's proven that all those people that usually follow those people to enter usually unfollow the people pretty much uh, like immediately after the contest. So it's not like, you know, assured growth, but it is, you know, it's like, it's like save a little for the rest of us, Kim, or save a little, like, it is weird. You get to a point where I think she... I don't know. I just think they've never like even Chloe was still selling tummy tea up to like to a year ago. Yeah, you know.
1: Yeah, and also yeah, Chloe has like a Candy Crush partnership and like a migraine medicine partnership. Like, well, she's it's very strange. And also like when we talk about just the impact the Kardashians have had on like culture, and I like that you mentioned the tummy tea. It's like they have impacted like the way that women see themselves. Um, the way that women present themselves on, like, Instagram, like, the the beauty standards. Everything about, like, today's beauty standards have been, like, influenced by the Kardashians. And it's just, like, so wild to think about how this happened. And Kim Kardashian got her BBL. We've talked about this.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys, like, that's the other thing, is those, B, the, the Brazilian butt lift, like, they're also, they started the trend, and now they're getting their own BBLs reversed, to get like smaller butts because it's not as in vogue as it was 10 years or eight years ago or however many years ago when they had ridiculous size asses and all like it was like the the family plan at a T Mobile where like all the Kardashians were in on a BBL together. Like even Chris has like a an ass job, you know, but they're getting oh, yeah, smaller. Even
1: Kendall, Kendall has like a mini BBL.
2: Even Corey, Corey Gamble, Chris's or- boyfriend has a he huge didn't call BBL. Yet? um so it's very frustrating oh yeah and also chloe you mentioned the migraine she does those nerd tech ads you guys and it's like something to behold like also i would need a migraine medicine too if i changed my face that much because it's cranial it's gonna hurt it's gonna rock your brain you know oh
1: my god and i also was talking about botox the other day and i was like people are always like oh has it because i've gotten botox before and people are like oh does it hurt and i'm like yeah it actually does like that (laughs) needles getting your face poked and prodded really hurts i'm like yeah and they go under for surgeries where they're getting lipo and bbls and boob jobs and all these things i'm like that hurts. That's a lot of like you're putting your body through a lot of pain. But yeah. yeah, pain is pain is beauty to them. Did
2: you watch that one um that one TikTok from the girl that was like saying about Chris Jenner's church? And like oh, it's like yes. funneling money. Yes. You guys, oh I gotta God. find this and, and put it up in my stories. I forgot to do that. But it was like this fascinating thing where this lady was pointing out that Chris Jenner formed a church in Calabasas and it was like a strip mall church, hired this like former drug drug addict to be the head preacher, but it's a way to get like uh tax deduction and to funnel money through that. And, Kris, yes. and they were saying Kim Kardashian has an eBay account where she'll sell like gift bag things. Uh-huh. Um, in the thing and then they'll funnel that money supposedly through the I mean this yes. is all allegedly but it was a fascinating TikTok
1: yeah and they said they'll they'll donate to charity quote-unquote but it's really donating to Chris Jenner's church yes which is tax-exempt and the church costs a thousand dollars a month to belong to to begin with
2: yeah there's like there's there's a yeah you pay monthly fees and I guess that's like tithing but still it's wild you know
1: yeah, again, it's like another shady. I think that one day a lot of the shady business dealings going on behind the scenes are going to get exposed because I'm sure there's money laundering. Like, I'm sure there's a lot of shady Kardashian shit happening. We already, I mean... Well, that was
2: fascinating about Salt Lake is that they they went over money laundering again because Heather said, I'm a big fan of Ozark on Netflix. And she yeah. ran through money laundering and that, you know, Whitney was like, oh, of course, Shaw Squad merchandise, money laundering, <laughs> you know, like... And it is fascinating though, they create these companies to funnel this money through. And that's why supposedly Jen was creating all of these companies, you know? And Kardashians yeah. as well. I'm sure they I'm sure the amount of LLCs and things of that nature that the Kardashians have are in the thousands at this point, you know?
1: Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Um, and also I'm just generally interested in what, like speaking of scammy people, Kylie Jenner, her. Personal Instagram, her like brand Instagrams have been silent since Astro World, and it's like I'm interested to see just what the future of Kylie's like her empire was already you know flailing, but like it's gonna be very interesting. I just pray to God,
2: I pray to God we don't get a special Hulu episode of their new show about the Astro World tragedy. I really, I bet we will, but I just don't need to see them crying about it more. Like, and I know that might sound callous but i just feel like it's such a i don't know like it just it it, it, uh, uh, it would I'll feel
1: really disgusting if they tried to like exploit it add on act like they were victims in any capacity so i can't al- imagine that they would do that well
2: you can already in my head you could already see at the very end they'll put up the names of the 10 people that died at Astro World. you know like they'll try to like That's be all. like they're on the side. anyways um t- moving on we do have to to move on unfortunately because there's so much stuff that is happening but speaking of Instagram stories. I was even befuddled and confused. Like, so our favorite Chrissy Teigen, which I know, like, so you guys, have you watched Squid Game? Um, I watched it, loved it. Everybody watches it and loves it. But it's pretty much about, you know, a game where they kill each other for money, all of these kind of down and out people, you know, these people that have like no other chance in life. You know, they have so many like uh, money issues and money problems and stuff like that. And Chrissy Teigen and John Legend, her husband through a squid game party where Chrissy dressed up like the girl that shoots gun uh, guns out of her, the, the doll. And anyways, and I, I even, you red know, light, was,
1: green red light. Light. Yeah,
2: but I even thought to me, I even thought, well, this really misses the boat in a way, because this is like, you're rich. Like you you're making fun of a show that is like talking about like the extravagance of the wealthy and how they pit each other against us for their own pleasure. And Chrissy is a part of that wealth, you know, and for her to do that, it kind of takes away, but, but, but by the way, that's not even the point. The point is Chrissy yesterday went from talking about her new eyelash surgery that she was getting and got to being pissed that people were upset about her squid game party. And if that is not the culture of celebrity and wealth, I don't know what is to go back and forth of how dare you question me to getting an eyebrow surgery. That is, you know, I'm, she looks great, but like, man, like talk about, talk about, you know, the other, the other side of the fence that will know.
1: Wait, more. who got eyebrow surgery? Chrissy Tegan?
2: so upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and
0: 365-day returns. Quince.com
2: slash so bad.
0: When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S dot com.
2: Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So, the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card we'll be back to the show in just a moment folks we're going to do some commercials to keep the lights on over here we have two products with us this week both have been with the pod before and i'm proud to call them both sponsors this week Uh, once again we have simply safe now simply safe if you have ever wanted to make your home feel safer there is no better time than now so this week our friends at simply safe are giving so bad it's good listeners early access to to all of their Black Friday deals, 50% off their award-winning home security. Now, we love Simply Safe because it has everything you need to make your home safe. Indoor and outdoor cameras, comprehensive sensors, all monitored around the clock by trained professionals who send help the instant you need it. Now, this is, I always say this is interesting because I set one up in my room to see if I could catch my roommate, Josh, uh, uh, go into my room because I know he does, but now I have moved to a new place. I have moved to a house. So I'm actually going to be able to use all of their things that they had sent me for this house. Uh, and I've got a consult that I'm actually going to be setting those up. Especially, uh, I'm excited to do that in the backyard, in the front yard. And you, it's really cool. You can actually... Access this and monitor all yourself. Um, and I was even at Best Buy this weekend to get some things for the house, and I even noticed Simply Safe was there. I was like, and I saw a commercial for it the other day on TV too. So I was like, dang, this these guys are the real deal. Simply Safe was even named Best Home Security System of 2021 by U.S. News and World Report. You can easily customize a system for your home online in minutes, and even get free custom recommendations from Simply Safe. These are Simply Safe's biggest discounts of the year. You can get a complete home security system starting at just over $100, and that is nothing for peace of mind. There are no long-term contracts or commitments. It's a real easy way to start feeling a little bit more peace of mind. So take advantage of Simply Safe's early Black Friday deals and get 50% off your new home security system by visiting simplysafe.com. Now, that's S-I-M-P-L-I-S-A-F-E dot com slash so bad for 50% off your entire order. Your entire order. That's crazy. I love it. Um, Our next is Papa and Barkley. Now, Papa and Barkley, uh, they have these kind of amazing uh, products that... um, they're like CBD oils, CBD relief bombs. Uh, I told you I had been using them on my knee. I tore like my ACL a long time ago and it's something that I keep re-injuring and I had never, um, I I know CBD is like all the rage, but I had never tried it until I got these products and you guys, it actually worked on my knee. I now use it daily and it's something that I'm going to to actually buy for myself pretty soon because I'm almost out of my Papa and Barkley. Uh, But I think it is awesome. I actually cannot wait because I told my dad about it. He's interested in using it. Um, But Papa and Barkley understands wanting the absolute best for the people we care about the most. It all started with a son trying to help his father find relief from debilitating pain so he could get his life back. Today, they're still putting the same care into improving lives with their award-winning CBD solutions for discomfort, stress, sleep, and everyday wellness. I think we all know somebody in our lives that could actually benefit from this. It could be us. It could be your family. It could be your friend. This stuff actually works. Papa and Barclay founder Adam Grossman created the groundbreaking relief bomb to ease his father's debilitating back pain. From that powerful homemade balm, Papa and Barkley has expanded to a full line of topical balms, oils, tinctures, shanimador, and capsules, all made with 100% natural, clean ingredients and whole plant, full-spectrum CBD. Today, they are the number one cannabis wellness company in California, and with their new CBD relief line, they can now ship nationwide. That's huge. Their CBD relief bomb delivers hours of comfort with simple plant-based ingredients in an at-home use test with over 300 participants. Users reported a 40% reduction in daily discomfort in just one week of using the bomb. The award-winning CBD oil Relief Drops is their fastest metabolizing daily wellness option for easing daily stress, discomfort, and supporting a good night's sleep. Papa and Barkley is on a mission to improve lives through CBD in its purest, cleanest form possible. Go to PapaandBarkleyCBD.com slash so bad for 20% off your first purchase. That's 20% off for new customers at P-A-P-A and B-A-R-K-L-E-Y CBD.com slash so so bad and remember you guys those are always going to be on the show description if you forget any of that information and you don't want to you know hit rewind on the old is rewind (laughs) i don't think rewinding it's you know the button that goes 15 seconds back on your phone anyways you guys those are our sponsors for this week thank you so much you guys and now back to the show and yeah like her on her instagram stories yesterday Uh, I don't know if it's still there, but
1: first of all, I thought the squid game thing, I was like, it's like a popular TV show. I didn't think it was that big of a deal, but it was kind of like her parasite tweet where she clearly missed the point kind of.
2: Yeah. I'm sure when you're wealthy, you want to play in our reindeer games too. But you know, I I feel like sometimes they don't understand who they've become, but Chrissy is a definite weird one because this year I think has rocked her where I'm even like, yo, like you got to chill. Like, the fact that you want celebrities so bad that you have press there to like send photos out and then you're complaining that it didn't go the way you want to, but then you're also... Uh, in between that, showing us your new eyebrow surgery, like girl, yes. like pick a lane, like which one is it, and like do you? It's it's once again, do you need celebrity this bad? Do you need it this bad? He does. Chrissy, well, that's what I'm saying. For Chrissy, she, it seems like the answer is It's yes. crazy how
1: much she posts on it. It's crazy how much she is addicted to getting validation on Instagram. I can't stand her, which we all know by now. But like, word Instagram was like down for like a day. Yeah, she, she f- posting on Twitter. Out. Yeah. He like had to get it out there that she was like, you know, she just needs validation on social media. It's very strange. And yeah, she is an obnoxious narcissist. Well, speaking of, uh, I, I,
2: this is actually, this is what you had actually texted me yesterday is that you said to mm-hmm. remind you to talk about M. Rada, Rada who has a new book out called My Body, I believe. Is that what it's called?
1: Yeah. Speaking of obnoxious narcissists, you know what? I used to really like Amrata, but, and I haven't read the book and I really don't care to because I've read enough reviews of it. Um, I just think it's so interesting. Uh, that, <laughs> okay. I have a lot of things to say about this. First of all, that she writes an entire book about the male gaze. That's what it's about. It's about the male gaze and how, you know, men have, have viewed her as just a sex object and all these things, which is fair, while completely, completely ignoring the female gaze and how her Instagram posts and how her, it's similar to the Kardashians, how she has affected beauty standards, now she has affected how women feel about themselves. She literally invented an ab crack.
2: Oh, Jesus
1: which is the crack in your abs like that like yeah, that yeah, yeah. new Google app crack like Emirata is the first I think one of the New Yorker review basically um pointed that out one of the reviews about her book and she also posits herself as like a socialist but while being like but you know like while we live in a capitalist society I gotta get that bag like she writes that in the book it's like, you have a position where, you, if you don't like capitalism, you're in the position where you can change it. But instead, you are the biggest capitalist, and you're married to a billion. Her her husband comes from like a billionaire family. So like, I don't want to hear it about the fake socialism and the. Well, fake, and I, like, I've
2: I've I've heard many stories also about her husband being a gigantic douchebag. I know that's neither yes, here nor there, but like that
1: they were squatting in their apartment.
2: Yeah, I did know that. Keep going.
1: Keep going about what you've heard about her husband. Then I'll talk about the squatting thing.
2: No, no, it's just that her husband. There's been many uh, instances where her husband back in the day used to use the n-word to a lot of his black friends and all of that stuff, and felt very comfortable. And it's a rich white kid, you know. And it's one of those things where the M. thing, like. I read one of her essays And I appreciated it Talking about You know Like and I get it But at the same time She's clearly And admittedly so Benefited from that male gaze And usually with that kind of thing Then you'd be like Well they're my fans I appreciate everything And the life they've given me But it is interesting To try to play both angles To want the fame And want the money And want to be desired And sexualized But at the same time To say how dirty it is That we are sexualizing her So it's like Really skirting this interesting line um and uh i knew i didn't like amrata when she was on watch what happens live last week and she said she loved lisa rinna and z way z way was on with her and z way like was like what like she was like huh okay okay but like i just think it's interesting when you play both sides and she has a bigger career and she, I mean, you know, she had a career because she was in the Blurred Lines video with uh, Robin Thicke. And even on the set, she uh, he says uh, she says that Robin Thicke grabbed her breasts um, without her permission. And that's disgusting and horrifying. But it is interesting that also that video put her on the map where she is a known model. Like Daily. she was one of also Daily Mail's favorites for a while where she was just like I was like, how many bikinis is she going to be in this summer? You know?
1: Right. It's like, okay, so you're decrying this industry, you know, that you are perpetuating like you are literally still doing it. So it's like, who who are you then? Like, are you the person that doesn't think that, you know, you should be selling your body um, to creepy guys or having to do that to make a career? Or it's like she's trying to say she's self-aware while still perpetuating what she's complaining about it. Like, it makes no sense. It's kind of like Cassie David also, when she wrote her book and she was like, I know everyone hates nepotism kids. It's like, just because you're self-aware doesn't make it less obnoxious.
2: (laughs) I read the Cassie David book. And I got to tell you, that's the one thing is like, I, I was like, I think Cassie David is funny and all that stuff. But then I read the book and I was like, I am way too old to read this book because it was like, I would love to see, I would love to read something Cassie David wrote in 20 years. Like it like had some good ideas in it, but overall it was kind of this, Not a good writer because she's not a writer. Yeah, but it was also like, okay, there's some funny moments in here, but it, it sometimes is interesting when you want attention for not being the average rich kid, for still feeling deep feelings. And it's like, that's great if you feel deep feelings, but the urge to let us know that you do almost as an apology to us is weird. It is a weird thing to then make money on top of that. And I I understand it's probably a hard position to be in, but I, I was so weirdly excited to read that book. And to me, it was a huge disappointment. It had good ideas, but the the bones were there. It's just that I feel like it needed an older voice, you know?
1: Oh yeah. It got terrible reviews. But also
2: also. I shouldn't, I'm an old dude. I shouldn't be reading that shit anyways, but I love like I, female comedians are my favorite things. Like I love a girl that actually like is so funny and there's so many better female comedians than there are males now. And I thought like she had some really interesting ideas, you know?
1: Well, yeah, she's just, I mean, I read her two fold a fuck essay in the cut and that was all I needed to see because she's just (laughs) not She's really, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be a bitch. Um, You're just jealous John Mayer. I know I am jealous of that, even though they've denied that, but I don't know. But yeah, I am jealous of that. I'm jealous that her dad's a billionaire. Like, that'd be cool if my dad was a billionaire. Hell yeah. But yeah, I've seen like snippets of different articles of her. She's not a good writer. I think that Emily, from that one article that I read of hers, she actually is a good writer. But the reviews that I read are like, she just didn't none of it really came together. Like she was trying to say something, but it kind of fell flat because, I mean, she's still perpetuating the problem. Like, it's just, yeah, I mean, I It it is a little
2: bit of a damned if you you don't, but like, but at the same time, I mean, where does Emily Ratajkowski go from here? Like, where does does somebody like that go from here? Is she just going full feminist icon? Is that what she's aiming for? Is she trying trying to be Gloria Steinem?
1: She's trying to be an intellectual, but like, it's like, I mean, what are you going to do? Are you going to like, you know, keep making women feel horrible about themselves when you like post, oh, just had my baby, ignore the stroller in the background when you're like in a bikini to let everyone know that you just had your baby five minutes ago Like, I mean, it is
2: interesting how her and Lala's body can come back just like that. Like, it is wild how bodies work. Like, Like, it is is so probably unfair to the majority of females in this country for people like that to exist. I know it's not Emily's fault, but, like, my God, like, that is so enviable, you know?
1: Some women are like that. The reality is that most women aren't like that.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: And, yeah, and I mean, that's not her fault. I'm not, like, trying to body shame her, but it's, like... You wrote an entire book about the male gaze without asking yourself, huh, what what am I doing that might be causing issues for women in the world?" which is, you know, making these un- absolutely unattainable beauty standards. And, yeah, you literally invented the ab crack. No one else in the world has an ab crack except you, and you're showing it off five minutes after having a baby. Like that makes a lot of people feel like shit. And like again, that's not her fault, but it's like, huh, if you're going to sit down and write an entire book about your essays and how people view your body and you're completely ignoring the female population.
2: Well, it's interesting then also then to actually choose as your husband, somebody that kind of seems like a little sleazy in his own right. Yeah. It's like, well- Oh, man. and I
1: have to talk about the squatting thing.
2: Yeah, yeah. What about the squatting thing?
1: So it came out a couple of years ago that they were in trouble because they had not paid rent, her and her husband, because they were using some, it's like some New York- um Service. <laughs> It's No, it's a loophole. It's like a loophole that lets artists that are living out of their studios. So if you use your studio to make art, it's like something, some loophole for starving artists in New York City they're not starting okay. this her oh, husband comes yeah. from a billionaire family
2: yeah i know <laughs> and so yeah. they were
1: they were they weren't paying rent and the uh, the rest of the residents in the building found out about it and they were pissed they were like how come they're not they they don't have to pay rent And they're the rich ones so there are a lot of things that have turned me off of emeralda in I'm so curious how much that book sold.
2: I'm, I'm so curious. I mean, if... it
1: made the New York times bestseller list. I'm not surprised. She's sorry, hasn't... Lala.
2: I'm sorry that you didn't, but Emrata yeah. did. Um,
1: yeah, she has a huge following, so I'm not surprised by it, but it's just like, you know, I, I, I was enjoying reading some of the reviews panning it cause I'm like, thank you. None of this makes sense.
2: Yeah. Well, it has the font too, of, um, one of my favorite books, uh, Joan Didion's the white album. I don't know. Oh, like It look, yeah. It reminds me of the cover of that. Um, So but also speaking of uh, feminists, uh, did you see Lala had a Rand tattoo for Randall and she switched it to brand new and it's a. but I I mean, that kind of I love I mean, this is when I love Lala is when she sticks to her guns and is petty towards somebody that's hurt her. Like genuinely, I think Randall is like if they're in a relationship and he's like still hooking up with like 20 year olds and stuff like that. Fuck yeah. Get that tattoo like changed. I thought that was I got a I got a weird kick out of that.
1: Oh yeah. 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 Good for her. I mean, people people (laughs) were like, it seemed like she like probably thought about that the moment she got the Rand tattoo, like how she'll cover it up eventually. But I'm like, if that were the case, she wouldn't have capitalized the R.
2: I don't tell a lot of people this and I I'm telling a lot of people now, I guess, but I have my ex's name on my, uh, my right shoulder tattoo. I got it. You really? I do. Yeah. I got it from Kat Von D for our fifth anniversary. And, um, I still, I mean, it's been three years and I don't know what to, to do with it. I, you know, like, it's like one of those things that I almost kind of disassociate when I think about it. Like I, you know, like, I mean, what do you do with, I mean, it's, it's, you know, I, I gotta get it covered up, but her name is not something that I could, um, try to do something funny with. It's too long of a name, you know?
1: Yeah, that's tough. We can brainstorm some ideas for you, though.
2: (laughs) Thank you. But I will say, maybe that is like the the so bad it's good audience can throw out ideas. But it is so funny because when you do that, you go in with the purest of intentions. I was like, she had already always requested that, you know, of like me to get her. and, And I was always like, that's crazy. That's crazy. And then I did it, and then you know it all went south. <laughs> but it is one of those like you go in with the purest of intentions because you go in not thinking that someday I'm going to have to find a funnier word to make up for this, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, wait, what year was it that you got it?
2: Well, I mean, it was uh, it was 2000, uh, what 21? Probably like 2015,
1: I bet. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, I feel like for a while now people have been like, just don't do it.
2: No, okay. if I could go back, I, I'll never probably do that again. Um well,
1: remember when Jack Scott Stasi's name?
2: Yeah, iconic. Yeah. Like he I, he has like a whole sleeves of tattoos and all that. Yeah. I have that, and I have like two Japanese symbols on the back that I got on my 25th birthday that supposedly say. Risk and love, but who knows if that's the I I was drunk and I was like, Yeah, like I want to risk and I want to love. And like those are the stupid fucking tattoos you get when you're in your 20s where you're drunk and you want to try to be deep. And I was reading a lot of JD <laughs> I was reading a lot of JD Salinger and Ayn Rand and stuff like that. But um happy okay, so,
1: and Ness.
2: I know it's like so dumb. Like I still like I try to think about like I wish I was a tattoo guy, and I just can't even think about anything I care enough to like i i really almost once got it's all happening like sheena did in the exact in the exact exact same place and i was like that would and that's when i i'm disgusting too because i was like that would make the best instagram photo you know
1: yeah that would have been amazing well you want to hear what's funny is that i went my whole life being told that getting and i think a lot of jewish people this is something that is kind of instilled on us that it's against our religion to get tattoos. So if you get a tattoo, yep. you can't be buried in a Jewish cemetery. Apparently that's not true. So I went my whole life thinking that it was like literally illegal for me to get a Jew or for me to get a tattoo as a Jew. And, um, I just learned that that's like not the case, but it's like, I subconsciously will be like, Oh, if a guy has tattoos, I'm like, eh. You know, it's like, <laughs> like a tur- but that's because I've been tricked my whole life.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's interesting. I mean, so if you could go back knowing that information, it would have really come in handy probably in your late teens, early twenties.
1: I'm, I'm honestly glad though, because I change my mind so much about yes. everything. Yes. I just fathom how people make a decision about a tattoo. And they're like, I'm never going to change my mind about this.
2: That's totally, that's exactly it. Because like, like, it's I like,
1: changed my mind about my nail color, like five seconds after they start painting my nails. And I'm like, oh, damn it.
2: I remember in my early twenties, like thinking that someday I would get a Batman tattoo. And like, I thank God every day that I don't have a, ba- like, I love Batman, but I would be, I would almost be like, think about that. You date a guy and then all of a sudden he has Batman tattoo and his ex-wife's name on it. Like, that'd be amazing. You know, Wait,
1: where, What? how big was the bat? Was it just going to be the Batman symbol?
2: <laughs> yeah, probably. Was it going to be
1: like the spotlight?
2: <laughs> no, no. It's just going to be like the bats. I've said, I've been, I swear to God. Was like, it going to be right.
1: Christian Bale as Bruce Wayne?
2: It's going to be Ben Affleck's Batman.
1: Um, wait, Christian Bale thinks he invented method acting, but Lady Gaga did.
2: Guys, House of Gucci comes out this Thanksgiving and her vocal coach has gone on record saying she's not doing an Italian accent. Well, she's
1: doing a Russian accent.
2: (laughs) But I gotta say, I am so excited to see this movie. Um, My friend Carrie Whitmer on Twitter, she saw it on an early screening and she says it's awesome. She says it's so good. It's so over the top. And Lady Gaga in every interview is so over the top. You really got to love Lady Gaga for being as over the top as she is. I, know. I just, it's like there's, you know, you're, that's a very special thing to do. And it, like she gives respect up to other actors. Like she was on the red car carpet with Al Pacino and he had his sunglasses on and people were like, take off your sunglasses, Al. And she's like, you do not speak to Al Pacino that way. You do not speak, you know, she's just so usually write about everything, but she just does it to such an extremity. And she told Ridley Scott, the director of this movie, you guys, she said, um, she said, I am going there. I am going, I am method with this. I am going there. Yeah. I am plotting this murder. And Ridley Scott was like, you know, you don't have to do that. I mean, thank you for doing that, but you don't have to do that. And she goes, I've already done it one time before, which she's talking about a star is born. You guys like she yeah. went that hard on Allie that she was like in her head, Spoiler alert, her dude, Bradley Cooper's character, Jackson Maine, hung himself at the end. And in Lady Gaga's head, he really did that. If you go method, you know, like imagine going method on a star is born.
1: I love how during this press tour, she's like, she's like, I studied animals. panthers and house cats oh like how they stalk their prey but that was so funny that this vocal coach said that she's doing a russian accent because then i was like thinking about how in the trailer she's like i'm not (laughs) unethical but i'm fair (laughs) and i was like wait that actually is so russian
2: the worst part you guys of the the worst part of acting like I went to I went to theater school guys I have a degree in theater from ASU the Harvard of the West and um Uh the the worst I remember Marshall Mason's class who started like he's a very esteemed teacher in his class we would have to do those like you're an elephant you know or you are a panther and those were like you just like if somebody like me that's a smart ass like I never and this is probably why I'm not like a very successful Lady Gaga actor I could never not laugh at myself of like, come on, I'm not an elephant. Like, come on. I know know? it's
1: so hard to take it seriously. That was like the one I had to do one improv class and it was through work. It was like one of my old like creative directors at my office was like into improv. So she took all of us as like a team bonding activity and it was like the scariest, hardest thing ever. Like, it was so scary. Improv because, shows
2: are the worst. I used to do improv all the time with like UCB and Groundlings and all that. They're the worst because you start off being so bad. So bad. And you invite you your watched, friends.
1: Have you watched Broad City?
2: Of course. Yeah.
1: Statutory Creep. Yeah. <laughs> yes. it's when, if you haven't watched Broad City, please do. It's this one episode where Alana hooks up with this hot guy, and then he like invites her to his improv show, and he's like so cringy and embarrassing. And his improv group is called Statutory Creep. Um. <laughs>
2: but that's all. But by the way, you have like phases in Los Angeles. You have your stand-up comedy phase, your improv phase, your student film phase. You know, you're creating your own content phase where it's YouTube and, you know, it's like there's different phases for actors out here and it's really such a brutal life for the people that choose to do it. But like improv is especially brutal because there's only, I would say, 0.1% that know how to do improv well that can actually make you laugh. The rest of it are the most awkward shows and scenes that I was mainly a part of. Like I. I you know I had probably I was good probably 20% of the time and that was I don't know so it's just it gives me douche chills still to think about improv you know
1: oh my god I'm just imagining you like um being like that guy in Broad City
2: oh like I mean he's, I... Like,
1: he's on the improv stage and he he's like I just went doo-doo in my diapy <laughs>
2: so I remember one of my yeah no I mean I'm trying to remember one of the best scenes I ever did was that I was on a supposed date and I turned on uh, and I I was like, you ever hear this? And it was Sex on Fire by Kings of Leon. And I would just like Uh silently sing it. So it was a very creepy scene. Um, Okay, wait. So moving on, as we start wrapping up though, and I know this has gone way too fast, you guys. We have something that very, there are like so many tragedies, but this one I think takes the cake for this week is that, uh, and I did not see this coming. Camilla Cabello and Shawn Mendes announced their breakup after two Long years of being in love and dating. Did you see this coming? Them breaking up.
1: I'm surprised it lasted this long.
2: Whoa. No, it is. It's giving share. The breakup is giving share. Um
1: giving share. So I was I also was trying to explain that to a bunch of straight guys and they were like, What does that mean? I do feel. giving share they're like what does that mean like why is it so hard as someone that's into pop culture for anyone to understand what's going on
2: it is interesting i i you know i think of myself pretty cool that i feel like i can speak this special language that mainly like girls and gay dudes can speak i feel like very privileged to understand this language but other people don't understand it like guys like i have a good girlfriend and her her dude like, I thought her dude liked me and all that stuff. Like, and then, like, they broke up. And then I was told later that he was like, and what's up with that guy? He's into all that weird shit. That's weird. And I was oh, like, damn. so
1: mean, It was mean.
2: It really was mean, yeah.
1: Also, I was wearing my sweatshirt that says, it's not about the pasta. And I had to explain <laughs> that, too. It's all about the pasta, Lola.
2: Come on, Lola. Lola. I have to deal with the nose, Lola. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, I'm the one that has to look at it. Hey,
2: come on. By the way, Tom Sandoval actually put on a great show last Sunday when I went to it. But the funny thing was, oh, yeah. a little piece of like the ceiling fell down on DJ James Kennedy and Raquel during the show. And my friend told Raquel was like, Oh my God, did it hit your nose? Because that's her whole plot line this season is like her bumping her nose. And Raquel says, Well, um, no, but why, why? And she goes, Because that's your whole plot line, your nose job. She's like, Oh, <laughs> she didn't even like put it together. <laughs>
1: She's probably like, oh my God, did it? Did it?
2: Yeah, like, I know. I feel
1: bad. It's clearly, you know, and James James is acting like if her nose changes, he's not going to love her anymore. Yeah. Like that. that is so crazy to me. And I feel like we're brushing past that, that he's acting like his love for Raquel is conditional on her appearance, which is like the opposite of what unconditional love and marriage is about because you're supposed to grow old and ugly out together like you're not going to be hot forever. So I think that's very strange that he is so uh, caught up on her. It
2: almost makes me want to believe that the show is completely fake because if that's true that's completely disgusting and also for somebody that has been given unconditional love from Raquel when he was at yeah. his worst alcoholism and like yeah. mania and stuff like that she showed him unconditional love so the Camila Cabello uh Sean Mendez thing i watched a Sean Mendez like the the thing where he was hooked up to a lie detector for vanity fair and like i got to say like i mean i know the rap on him is everybody makes the joke of oh he's gay he's gay like he's i don't think share. he's giving share like it's like very like you know um it's, you know, there there's some things that he says and the uh, affect he uses that can sometimes be thrown off is that I'm curious what the real story is, and I guess we'll see what it is. Is Shawn Mendez and Camilla Cabello, I don't, are they insanely popular or are they just, like, are, are they really huge with the youth?
1: Honestly, I think that their relationship, which may or may not have started as a PR stunt, I think it did, obviously. Um, I think it actually... Damaged both of their careers. They were both hotter before they got together because their career was kind of so corny, like the zombie walks.
2: Yeah, yeah. Which, and- by, by the way, guys, if you don't know what you... They did these zombie walks that are cut on tape, which is basically them looking like zombies walking, but in reality, they know they're being photographed or they asked to be photographed, so they're trying to go slow so the cameras can catch them, right?
1: Yeah, like there, there were staged photos for the paparazzi, and you can see that their coffee cups are, like, empty. Like, they're just holding coffee mugs walking like zombies super slow so that the paps like get all the shots like it's so creepy and weird so i think that those like weird things about them turned a lot of people off and i think that um camilla cabello really really desperately needs a new stylist she's yes like i Giselle totally Bryant. agree with that she's like yeah. or she's like you know well, also katie. Have, she's like katie maloney schwartz like or, she never or, gets or- it right.
2: Or like Denise Richards, or even Miss Britney Spears, who we all love. Like, Britney never really fully, like, uh, and I appreciate that Britney never got a full no, what we're not going
1: to do (laughs)
2: is
1: bring Britney into it.
2: Okay, but can't we say that, like, we, uh, okay, fine. I'm just saying. Britney
1: can wear whatever she wants. The rest of them can't. The rest of them have images to uphold. Britney's legacy is secured. Oh, no, totally. I'm not talking
2: about legacy. I'm just talking about. I, I know, (laughs) Um, Britney Spears, I will say, uh, uh, like, her first week has been amazing. Did you not see that she, like, is speaking more coherently than I've ever heard her speak in the last couple of years? Probably like, because they're s-
1: not benzoing her, they're not like drugging her, probably. But I'm like, like, how on drugs?
2: But like she's coming out saying, like, she's making more and more jokes of like, yeah, I'm gonna go on Oprah and like totally like get my family and all that stuff. And I, I love that she's feeling free enough to be able to say these things because you start to realize just how insane all of this really truly was, you know?
1: Yeah, and so much is gonna come out once she you know, tells her own story because right now we've only seen documentaries that other people have made and nothing has really been from Brittany's point of view. Um, so yeah, more stuff is just going to keep coming out. And I think that Jamie Spears is not going to be a free man for very much longer. I think that people are going to get charged for this for sure.
2: You, d- you do. You knows really think so? With
1: Lou Taylor, Lou Taylor, by the way, speaking of Astroworld is like Travis Scott's manager with, with which you told me. Financial. Originally.
2: Yeah. The financial manager. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So like I, people are going down for that. Um, I have a feeling.
2: So uh Real Housewives of Potomac Uh will have seen Nicki Minaj co-host tonight. So uh look out for that. You guys, I'll be interested to see what you think about that. Sophie. Uh Also uh, really quick, Jacob Elordi and Kaya Gerber split. Um yeah. That's another one uh, that, that went down the drain. So sadness goes out to them. I'm sorry, you guys, we, we wanted better for you. Um and I'm trying to think what else there's something huge I'm forgetting I know there is damn it
1: Um Winterhouse
2: Winterhouse yeah Winterhouse uh you, are you still loving it
1: Love it I never wanted it to end and I'm really sad this is the finale this week
2: Yeah it ends this week it just goes to show I think it is such a nice palate cleanser and that an ultimate girls trip which I really have to you got to watch you because Louie Teresa's creepy uh fiance gives her a card one for each day that she's there, which is very Brooke Ayers with Vicki Gunvalson from OC love bombing. And she gets yeah, exactly. And she, he does that kind of kiss where he grabs both sides of her head and yeah. like kisses her that way. And yeah. you just can never trust like those people that grab your face to kiss grab your whole head.
1: Yeah. I don't like that,
2: but you've got to like, there's a lightness now I think to all of like, I love ultimate girls trip and I love winter house because coming off of Beverly Hills and Salt Lake it, yes. you, it's a throwback to actually these tropes but these tropes work because there's fresh connections with all these ladies it's not like seven season Erica Jane with six season Lisa Reno with this you know we have all of these ladies in new combinations and so then it makes these familiar tropes have a new life of their own which I really love you know
1: yeah it's like as much as we love like the FBI legal drama that's happening on Beverly Hills and Salt Lake City etc like it's so nice to have just something light and fresh.
2: Well, so, uh, ultimate girls trip. You guys will be on Bravo this week, I believe, on the twenty third. They are going to air it on. If you don't have, oh, Becon, okay, will just be on watch Bravo. it on Bravo. Yeah, and um, you like uh, speaking of Winter House, Lindsay Hubbard, She we're starting to get some moves with Jason now. I know Jason and Lindsay came over to your place to grab that TV, which you talked yes. about on the podcast. So, did they ever date, or were they always just friends? Because also, it seems like he's totally into her, but it seems like she's kind of into him. He thinks she's a he, she thinks she's a great guy and awesome and all that, but it just I th- I sometimes get scared. Lindsay will go towards guys that will treat her bad rather right. than treat her good. You know?
1: Well, it's funny. I feel like everyone is like, why is everyone like overlooking? Jason in the house, yes, a great point, but it's also like because he's a nice guy. See, like nice it's just guy. the reality is that the nice guys, you know, they're not always the ones that are getting the girls because they're nice. I think that you know, he is he is a little nice for Lindsay, but
2: he has fucking abs. He has abs, he knows how to cook, like it's not right. easy like to catch, he's a
1: good-looking dude. Like, he's absolutely a catch. Oh my god, well, he hooked like a five-course. Meal with like turkey drumsticks.
2: Why do you think girls are like that though? Why do you think they want the bad? Like, why do you think they want to be treated like shit sometimes?
1: Honestly, it's a, probably a multitude of factors. Does your girls- guy
2: do Does your guy do that? <laughs> your guy do that? You don't
1: know. He's he's he honestly, a bad boy. What
2: is he a bad boy?
1: He's honestly so sweet. This is actually a funny story. He's like such a sweetheart that I was getting told, his friends were telling me a story about a couple years ago his, his car got stolen outside of, like it just got stolen and it was never found again. Whereas like the normal person would be like freaking out, throwing a fit. And he was just like, oh man, he was like, oh brother. Like he just like is so calm. Like it's just like, he's just really, really sweet and calm. And like, Are you
2: going to test his uh, limits though? Are you going to test his limits yeah, to see what like, breaks him?
1: How many sandwiches <laughs> have you made for me? <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh god um um okay you guys i've taken up enough sophie's time your time have the best thanksgiving this week please tell your family i said hello um uh are you wait are you going to be there next sunday
1: um i am flying home next sunday so we'll figure out when we yeah, figure it out
2: but i want to i want to oh, say I'm hi there. to your your mom again
1: yeah so we can record it like early in the day sunday yeah, before yeah. i come back
2: um, but, uh, anything else that we need to, to, to follow or keep attention to for you? I don't
1: know. I've been really, really, really like not posting on Instagram at all lately. And I'm trying to be better about having, you
2: ch- no. It, ever since you got in this relationship, you've kind of like stopped focusing on the stuff that matters. And I don't know. I don't, I, I, we said it last week, but I think, and is it, wait, and how annoying is it that the audience is pretty excited that you have a dude? Do- like they were, I saw some people commenting and all that. I, is that, is this going to make it weird for you?
1: No, it's adorable. I actually asked his permission. I was like, can okay. I, like, can, do you feel comfortable with me making this IG official? Cause I know that, you know, when you're a big time celebrity, like me, it's like a lot of eyes <laughs> are on get a lot of attention. Now. I mean, Paparazzi are going to be outside of his Midtown office. Tomorrow it'll be morning.
2: funny if Kendall tries to get a hold of him and say, <laughs> Sophie's not a good person. Sophie's not a good person.
1: He's going to be spotted with Kendall Jenner next week.
2: I would love to. I would actually love to host a weekly podcast with him if this goes. uh, I keep okay.
1: So for the past like literally like five Sundays, he's been here, and I'm like, just come on the podcast and say hi. And yes,
2: oh my god, he would be amazing. The audience would love that.
1: I know. I'm like, I I think it'd be so funny. I also (laughs) I wrote down some of the things he doesn't like. Know what they are, pop culture wise. He didn't know what Skims was, which is like normal. But it was just funny. He was like, "What Skims? Like, he really just doesn't know. He was like, what's Goop?
2: I mean, see, this is, to me, and it's so funny because it's like, I feel like who wouldn't know that? But I guess in a reality, why should you know that if you're a dude, you know?
1: Exactly. It's like, there's no reason for him to know, but it's just so funny to me because I spend like, 90% 90% of my life thinking about things like yes.
2: him. and <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what he thinks about 90 does he think about sports 90%
1: of the time? Is he cuz you also sports, think about that. Sports and stocks and like hockey players.
2: Oh, is he is he a finance bro? Yeah. Is he into crypto?
1: Yes. Oh well, shit. I mean he's just into all that shit and like my brain doesn't work like that. Like I will never be able to grasp the concept of like cryptocurrency and like Investments, or yeah, or I'm even sorry. a say.
2: I won't even. I can't. I can't grasp a savings account. You know, <laughs> like what?
1: Right, right. Like uh, my brain doesn't work like that. So um, my brain well, is, is busy thinking about other things, like um, Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian and and Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina candles. You know. Well, I
2: do got to end rich that just like you brought Pete and Kim again. And it's like it, guys. I know he. I know he's a good guy and all that crap, but like, come on, it's insane. Like she's a billionaire with like a bunch of kids. It's it's a little, come on. Like I'll come, go
1: back to what I've been saying, which is that everyone's like, but he's funny. And I'm like, is he though? Because he's really not that funny. I, I've never I, seen him I'll he give, I'll really give him funny, there.
2: but it's not like I'll give him funny, but it's not like I'm trying to think of my favorite comedian. It's not like it's not like in like holy shit. Like it's not mind-blowing comedy, you know? It's not like it's just he's a funny guy.
1: I guess it's like, yeah, he's kind of goofy. He's like kind of just goofy and like
2: has Kim ever been with the goofy guy?
1: I think people could categorize Kanye as kind of goofy.
2: Yeah. But like, that's way, I mean, that's way different. Goofy, you know?
1: Yeah. True. True. Um, But yeah, it's very, it's giving, it's giving PR distraction. It's
2: giving PR distraction. That's great. Um, Sophie, we will talk to you very soon.
1: Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye. Bye.
2: Batches.